At the Cryptid Keeper podcast, we love to laugh at the darkness, but we would never laugh at the rich cultures that explore it, or the unique cultural significance of the creatures explored. The jokes within are on no one but us. We encourage additional research on the subjects covered here, and hope that a comedy podcast is not your primary source of information. Welcome to the Cryptid Keeper Podcast, the podcast for cryptids and their keepers. That's us. And if you're listening, it's you too. I'm Alex Flanagan. And I'm Addison Peacock. And we're back in the saddle today. I apologize for any um, extraneous background noise on my end. It's been storming for a few hours, so there's a possibility you'll get some increased uh, ASMR vibes from the rain on the window pane, or who knows, maybe we'll get a saucy little crack of thunder in there. It's hard to say, but it's all jazz, baby. (laughs) I also, I don't think there will be any issue with noise, but if there is any extraneous background noise on my end, I apologize. Uh, One of my neighbors has been practicing electric guitar on and off for the last several hours. Well, I love that. (laughs) No, and like, I'm very happy for them. And I'm excited that they're working on their craft. But if any electric guitar makes it in, I don't know what I'm going to do because I don't have the rights to that music. What's their, like, ni- well, are they doing covers? Can I can't tell. Ask them to go, can you just go ask them to do originals for the next hour? <laughs> like 45, maybe? Tell them we'll pay them an exposure. I'll pay. Hey, do you want some exposure? Hey, we have a pretty large listener base. Um, you know, we get like 10,000, maybe, you know, with residuals. So if you want to get your music out there, I'm just saying you could <laughs> toss us a cool 20 and would you like, make that happen for you. Would you like 10,000 people to hear your hear your electric guitar ad libs on a cryptid podcast? In the But very muffled because I think they're on the floor above me and like slightly a couple doors down. Like, I don't think they're my upstairs neighbor. I think they're upstairs and like a few away. So it's like quite muffled. A couple doors down is the potential to be like a very solid cover band name. What's well, like you would have to be it would have to be a cover band of three doors down, correct? Well yeah, exactly. <laughs> silly. Oh silly, that's silly. Yeah, I had a weird I had a weird day today. I'm just out here vibing. Uh happy to be here. Coffee in hand, making it work, living the dream. There you go. We haven't had a lake monster in a little while. It's been a minute. It's a lake monster, and there are so many of them. Every town has a lake monster, basically. Is this you telling me that we're doing a lake monster today? Yeah. It would um, be wild if you weren't. Can you imagine if that was my intro and I said we were doing, like, finally doing, like, our uh, zombies episode or something? That'd be um, truly wild. No, um, though I will someday get to that. No, no, no. Uh, I'd like to take you this week, take you this week to uh, Lake Norman in North Carolina. Take me away. Uh, his nickname, which is what I'll use to call, refer to him most of the episode, is Normie. <laughs> I love that. The only problem with that is that I had to do all my research under Lake Norman Monster because if you search Normie on the internet, <laughs> you get a lot of other stuff. Yeah, so maybe you shouldn't try to get your neighbor to have their music on this particular episode. Perhaps not. Can you imagine that pitch? Hey, how'd you like to have your originals featured on a podcast about Normies? <laughs> um i'm not wading into the murky waters of 4chan today or any of the chans instead i'm going to be spending my time in the murky waters of lake norman which is a man-made lake in north carolina 
I uh, actually stumbled across this one. I didn't intend to do a lake monster. I had some family recently moved to North Carolina, and so it was on my brain. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I tend to search st- like cryptids by state, and, and I, I, I tend to search states I live in or like have recently visited. And so I was like, oh, what's North Carolina got going on? And then this one was one of the first results, and I thought he sounded fun. So <laughs> Very cool, very fun, very fresh. Yeah, and this one I'll get into some descriptions. It's a little different from some of the some of the previous lake monsters. It's less of a sea serpent and more of some other potential explanations. Okay, I'm very um, into that. So the Lake Norman monster, also known as Normie, is often described as long and serpentine with scaly fins or flippers. This is from the Cryptids Wiki as our little primer. It's been seen by dozens of witnesses. There are so many sightings. There is straight up a website dedicated to the Lake Norman monster that has a whole page just for sightings. We'll get there. It's also been a minute since we had like a real feast of sightings, so I wanted something that had That's a true. lot. That's true. Yeah, uh, there are so many. Uh, descriptions vary a little bit in color and size, but seems people are definitely seeing something large and frightening in the lake. So uh, Lake Norman is a man-made lake. It was created in 1963 as part of the Cowan's Ford Dam. It's the largest man-made lake in North Carolina. It's got over 500 miles of shoreline and a surface area of 32,500 acres. Lots of room for something to hide in. I should think so. The first sighting was in 1967, um, which was uh, occurred right by the building of the Cowan's Ford Hydroelectric Station on the Catawba River. This creature is not shy, by the way. They're one of the reasons there are so many sightings is unlike a lot of cryptids, which seem to, by nature, be known to sort of keep away from people. This one is known to chase fast boats and bump up against water skiers and swimmers. Oh, so it's a drag racer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's He wants to race. Yeah, he just wants to zoom, zoom, speedy, quick, yeah. challenge all the others to a, to a cool, fun little derby in the You have to be careful. Because what they don't tell you is if you're on, uh, if you're on Lake Norman um, and you lose a race, he now owns your boat. He's racing for pink slips. Oh, yeah. He only plays for pinks. You have to give him your boat if you lose. Your boat belongs to the normie now. <laughs> How does it feel to lose to a normie? No, he also uh, isn't always just looking for fun and for races. Uh, there have been some attacks. There was a scuba diver who reported a creature chomping onto one of his flippers, which was lost. The diver did survive. And in another... Now, this one is silly. This one's not an attack. This is It feels dramatic to call this attack. This one says a person on a jet ski claimed that a monster surfaced in front of him and brushed up against his leg. <laughs> Like that was just that's, a it was just something in the really water. not an attack. He was just there. <laughs> like it's okay if you were frightened, but it sounds like he was just there. That's an attack in the sense that when you're sitting in the back seat with your sibling during a long car ride <laughs> and they brush up against you on accident, you say they hit me. <laughs> I'm an only child, so I'm taking that for I'm taking you at your word there. But it sounds right. Oh, it's a thing. Yeah. Now there are a lot of theories about what uh normie is. Aside from, you know, just a basic, a basic normie. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't listen to real heavy metal. Um, he doesn't know what memes are. Depends on, I've seen so many different variations on what a normie is that I don't even have a specific reference to make. Because I'm like, are they someone who doesn't have good music taste? Or are they someone who doesn't understand memes? Or are they both? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's the Venn diagram where the two intersect. Maybe. But uh, some of the p- potential theories about what this thing is, depending on the description, some people think it is just a giant catfish. Catfish in large bodies of water can grow to like very frightening proportions. 
and they can look really strange under the water. They look, they have kind of spooky faces. Uh, I like catfish. I think they're interesting, but they can be massive and they can be kind of scary. There's also people who think it might be some kind of alligator, a large salamander, a bowfin, or uh, one of my favorite theories uh, is that it's a massive alligator gar. Ooh. Which uh, I'll talk a little bit more about specifically the alligator gar. We've had that theory come up before with... Yes. Yeah, we've had that theory come up before with regards to lake monsters. Mm-hmm. Well, because they're a very strange looking animal. And there's something that if I spotted it in the wild, I would probably think it was some kind of sea monster or lake monster or what have you. There's also the theories that it is some sort of lingering prehistoric crocodilian. Those always pop up. And... Then this one is my favorite because it's the wildest one. Remember that this is a man-made lake, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the theories about this, because this lake is adjacent to a nuclear plant. Oh, fine. So one of the theories is that this is some sort of regular fish that was mutated by runoff from the nuclear plant. Well, that's kind of wacky and whimsical. Yeah. So um, that's and one deeply you'll see. upsetting. I mean, oh, profoundly troubling. Horrible. And grossly irresponsible. Also, not dissimilar to the plot of Oscar award-winning filmmaker Bong Joon-ho's film The Host, which is not the Stephanie Meyer movie about alien romance, but is instead a monster movie about the dangers of pollution. It's a great movie. But anyway, so speaking of which, I'll actually hop over to a news article from the Charlotte Observer. This one's from uh, 2017, and the headline is, Another clue emerges on Lake Lake Norman monster with reports of enormous fish. So... This might not necessarily be the same thing as Normie himself, but there have been reports, and this article goes into it, of, like, massive, like, unnaturally massive fish for the area. Mm -hmm. So, a report this month that yet another person saw a dinosaur in the murky waters of man-made Lake Norman has prompted someone else to step forward with a clue about what the creature might be. In a July 14th posting on the official LakeNormanMonster.com website, don't worry, we'll get there, a diver from Clemens claims to have seen an enormous fish in the lake 20 years ago. He didn't give his name. He said he was looking for old bottles among the buildings that were submerged when the lake was first created. By the way, did I mention there's underwater buildings in this lake if it wasn't creepy enough for you already? I mean, that's cool and fun and funky. No. You know, I just assume when we're talking about a lake that it's got some sort of arguable evidence of a sunken society, like a very Fallout-esque sort of horrible scenario going on down mm-hmm. there. You know, it's extremely, extremely regular. For a freshwater fish, this is pretty, this size is pretty unbelievable. This guy theorizes that it was some kind of catfish. He uh, says that they caught it with their light in the black waters inside one of the submerged buildings and that it was eight feet long and three feet across. Wow. And he basically says, this diver says, he he says that fish might have gotten a lot bigger in the 20 years since. Like, he thinks it might be the same thing. Oh, the same boy? Yeah. I think it's it's just possibly suggesting that there's something about this lake that is conducive to fish growing to massive sizes. Whether that is some sort of chemical thing, whether that is just an ecosystem that allows the fish to get really large. Maybe they don't have a lot of natural predators since it's a man-made lake. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, speculation of the possible origin of the fabled monster has increased in the past week after a website called Cryptozoology.com reported a 35-year-old Mecklenburg County man who claimed he saw a dinosaur-like creature two weeks ago while traveling on a boat with his friends. They described the creature as splashing around in the water 10 feet long and reminiscent of the Loch Ness Monster. 
It was visible for about a minute before dropping below the surface. And this one sounds like it was chasing their boat. <laughs> and just having a good time. Just having a good time. This one, uh, a skeptic brings up that it could be also a sturgeon. Ooh, yeah. Those I are also kind of funky looking. They're a little gator looking. Pretty much all fish are weird looking if you look at them closely enough. Or if they're big enough. Yeah, that's also valid. Uh, the unknownexplorers.com description, which is also cited in this article, says basically kind of that the overlap between all the different reports is that most of them agree that it is more fish-like with a slender body, thick whisker-like appendages, flippers, and a ragged-looking dorsal fin. Okay. So definitely more along the lines of the catfish or one of the fishier type friends as opposed to some sort of alligator. Yeah, definitely. Um, there was also, I skipped over this because uh, I just was, there's a lot of information, but in the cryptids wiki page, there was a bit where the guy who it bumped up against his leg when he was on the jet ski said mm -hmm. that the slime on its like scales gave him a rash. Oh, that's specifically wild. And to me implies the kind of pollution based. I can definitely see that. Like yeah. waste runoff thing. And that's just me running wild in a science, in my science fiction brain, but like, if it's corrosive, essentially, in its effect, like, on the skin, that tells me that this thing, either this thing is poisonous or, or um, and, like, that's, like, a defense thing, or because it's literally, like, got nasty chemicals on it. Oh, he's sick. <laughs> oh, no. But he's also sick. I did, like, yeah. a little. <laughs> Thank you. I'd like to go to his website. His website. I'm shooting. Whoa, he's got a website too? He's <laughs> a band camp? Can we listen to some of his stuff? <laughs> no, there's no music on his website, but Normie does have a website, the Lake Norman Monster. Uh, it's lakenormanmonster.com. There's a section where you can submit a sighting. There is a book that compiles a decade's worth of the sightings that have been submitted to the website. And there's also a, yeah, there's a children's storybook about Normie. Oh. It's called Normie the Lake Norman Monster. And it's very, it looks very cute. I have not read it. But um, on the website, you can find links to the book, links to, uh, there's like a little shop for the website itself. I think that's probably where you'd buy the book of sightings and everything. They have a t-shirt, mugs, all that good stuff. And then they also have the, the page that compiles all of the sightings. So the front page of this, I'll read the sightings a little bit later. I just wanted to start with the website here. It, Does a monster live in Lake Norman? Have you seen something strange while boating or fishing on Lake Norman? Have you seen strange things in the water from the deck of your boat, waterfront home, condo, or rental property on Lake Norman? You're not alone. Hundreds of people have reported seeing something strange in the waters of Lake Norman. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you have, then there's a place for you to report it. There's also been, they have a little, like, page, like a little press page on the website. And Normie was featured on an episode of Boogeymen, which was a television series on the network Destination America, which takes a look at, like, history of local monsters and stuff. Uh, so they had a an episode specifically on Normie and on Lake Norman. These investigators, by the way, on this episode, they theorized that it was caused by the power plant. Oh, that it was like a regular fish or alligator uh, that was caused to grow to unnaturally large sizes by runoff from the power plant. I don't know how much the how much credence we should give to the investigators of the television show Boogeyman on Destination America, but I thought that was worth mentioning. I mean, they seem pretty reputable. <laughs> it's true. Uh, it was also uh, featured in a series on that is available on Amazon Prime Video, a series called America's Monsters. And this episode actually lumped uh, Normie together with another another famous lake monster, Champ. Oh, okay. So that episode features Normie and also Champ. 
But in that one, they theorize that it was some kind of alligator, apparently. I've not watched these episodes, so I'm only reporting the secondhand version of what they covered. But I'm now going to pivot away from the official Lake Norman Monster website for a second to talk about an article on charlottestories.com. This was another news reported sighting as opposed to the sightings that are directly submitted to the Lake Norman Monster website. Mm -hmm. This was from 2019. This was on charlottestories.com. The headline is Creature Resembling Loch Ness Monster Spotted in Lake Norman. This was written by Scott Jensen. So this guy says, an eyewitness, a 35-year-old man. This is the witness mentioned in the previous article, but this actually has some pull quotes from the man himself. And this one, apparently this eyewitness account was has been picked up by uh, several media outlets, including Fox News. Take that how you will. I was on a boat with my friends, the man told Cryptozoology. We were near the lake's main channel when we saw something splashing around in the water. And then he said it reminded him of the mythical Loch Ness Monster. A little rude to call it mythical, but that's fine. There was actually also a, uh, I'm going to cover it, don't worry. Mm -hmm. There was uh, an expedition in 2006 led by Captain Gus Gustafsson to uh, find the Lake Norman monster. He did not find it, but there was an expedition, and I would like to tell you about it. Please do. I'm going to hop over now to a different article. (laughs) I found out about this from the previous piece and then had to go find an actual in-depth article about Captain Gus. This is from bootsandall.com. It's a one-stop indie travel guide. Take me away. So this one is a piece called Searching for the Lake Norman Monster, North Carolina, USA. So first, there's like a little intro that's a lot of the same information I already told you. So I'm just going to sort of skip over that. Uh, this was created between 1959 and 1964, Man-Made Lake, etc., uh, etc. Et so Captain Gus. By the way, specifically, this piece was written by somebody who met Captain Gus and spoke with him about the expedition. I'll just go ahead and read from Captain it. Captain Gus does sound like the name of a jellicle cat, and I just need to say that. Gus is a jellicle cat. I know, but like Captain Gus just sounds like a, like a kitty cat <laughs> name, doesn't it? I'm Captain Gus the cryptid cat. There you go. Perfect. Anyway, continue. The day before getting on the boat, I had a chance to talk with a local boat captain named Captain Gus, who's lived in this area since 1960 and guides lake cruises and fishing tours. Captain Gus thinks that when people claim to see the Lake Norman monster, what they may see is a four-foot female gar who's spawning and being followed closely by 15 to 20 male gar three feet long, which Captain Gus calls a daisy chain. I love that. (laughs) Therefore, giving off the impression of a large monster-type fish. Gregarious Captain Gus is very philosophical about this preoccupation with the alleged monster in the lake. He believes that if people talk openly about seeing UFOs or lake monsters such as Normie, that others will think they're crazy, yet creating a website about these subjects is considered more acceptable in the minds of people. Captain Gus is the one who, yeah, who, he's a fisherman in the area and he led an expedition in 2006 to try to find it. And that's when he reached his conclusion that he believes it is a female gar being, who's spawning, being trailed by basically a massive harem of of male gar who want to get that sweet spawn. There are a couple of other fun uh, theories in this uh, in this piece itself, and uh, I will share some of those with you here. Uh, adding to the mystery is the fact that a species of mysterious freshwater jellyfish have been found in Lake Norman. Also, 2.5 long salamanders, known as hellbenders, have been spotted too, as well as the decades-long reports of seeing human-sized catfish near the dam. Captain Gus caught one weighing 52 pounds. Wow, that's a lot of pounds. Of a catfish. It's pretty big. Mm-hmm. There was also a uh, 
species of carp called grass carp that was introduced to the lake several years ago to help get rid of plants that they eat naturally, and carp can grow to pretty massive sizes as well. However, that was only introduced in the last several years, so it's unlikely, in my personal opinion, this is me editorializing, that the grass carp have anything to do with this, since the sightings of this guy started in the 60s. There's another uh, captain. His, he's not as fun. His name isn't as fun to say, but it's okay. Captain Troy Neal. I mean, it's still a pretty good name. Captain Neal says, it's more urban legend about Normie. From past experience, people exaggerate the size of fishes, even on the islands, like dolphins or rays. The cause is human curiosity or wanting to be the person who discovered it. But the process gets misconstrued. He says he's never seen any sea monsters. Maybe you've just lived a very boring life, Captain Neil. I mean, it's possible. And then the writer of the article uh, took a boat across Lake Norman. They did not see any monsters, but they do list other activities you can do at the park. You can go fishing for catfish, you can boat, water ski, camp, hike, swim, and bike ride. So that's fun. Sounds like a good time. Which I will say does discount the nuclear waste theory a little bit since the lake seems to be perfectly safe to swim in. (laughs) (laughs) Like it seems to be totally fine to just go in the lake. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yes, fair. Hush, hush now, hush. Now, we talked about the alligator gar before on the podcast with sea monster stuff. Uh, they're basically, I'll just like read a little bit from the Wikipedia page on them just because this do- is pretty interesting. Um, the alligator gar is a ray finned, oh no, I can't say this word, urihaline? Urihaline fish? Urihaline. Okay. It's a type, I don't know, related to the bowfin. <laughs> It is the largest species in the gar family and among the largest freshwater fishes in North America. The fossil record traces its group's existence back to the early Cretaceous, over a hundred million years ago. Gars are often referred to as primitive fishes or living fossils because they have retained some morphological characteristics of their earliest ancestors. One of those characteristics is a spiral valve intestine, which is also common in a digestive system of sharks, and they also have the ability to breathe both air and water, which would, to me, be uh, aligned with the behavior of Normie in terms of how it seems to go up to the surface with a lot of ease and, like, breach the top of the water. Sure, it's also completely horrifying. I'm sorry, do you not like it? (laughs) I never said that. Would you like to know how long they can get? (laughs) Tell me, please. Anecdotal evidence suggests that an alligator gar can grow up to 10 feet in length. That's pretty big. That's two of me. (laughs) Yes. I'm 5'3". That's about two of me. And then there's a little description here, and it does align with some of the descriptions of Normie himself. And that's the body of an alligator gar is torpedo-shaped, usually brown or olive, fading to a lighter gray or yellow ventral surface. Their scales are not like the scales of other fishes. Rather, they are uh, rhomboidal-shaped with serrated edges covered with an enamel-like substance. So they are fish, but their scales are a little bit more reptilian in appearance and like the way you would see them, they look more like an alligator. That's why they're called alligator gar. They're stalking and ambush predators. So that's also kind of conducive to them, the behavior patterns of normie and like what it tends to do. Also, I should mention, this is totally separate, but I was remembering um, the like bumping up against thing uh, from the jet skier, which is actually a lot of the time how sharks check out their surroundings and see if something Mm -hmm. is something they want to eat. (laughs) It's pretty common for a shark, instead of just biting something in the wild, to like bump up against it and like kind of just get a feel for like, is this a food? And it's entirely possible. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's basically how I navigate at 5 a.m. before (laughs) I put my glasses on. (laughs) Is this a food? Is this a food? Is this a food? I don't know why that's so funny to me. I'm sorry. What do you do if you, what do you do if you, 
Oh my god, I was about to say, what do you do when you find a food? I hope you eat it. <laughs> Most times. Most times? Most times I eat it. Apparently, also, another uh, strange animal situation. There was a bull shark caught in Lake Norman in 2017. Oh. I have only been able to find it on one source, so I'm going to give this, take this with a pretty hefty grain of salt. But there was apparently, according to Channel 24 News, in 2017, a five-foot bull shark caught in Lake Norman. They haven't found any others, so this seems like an anomaly, but uh, that was there. <laughs> My point is that this is not the only sort of anomalous activity in terms of animals being found in Lake Norman that, like, shouldn't be there. Yeah? <laughs> like how the bull shark got into the man-made lake where there are no other sharks. I don't know about you. I'm not going to be the one to tell the bull shark that he doesn't belong there. <laughs> okay, listen, that's fair. I, uh, I respect that. That's just, uh... <laughs> I just don't know how I feel about him being there. Um, I'd also just, before I hop into some sightings, I would like to uh, talk a little bit more just about the um, the lake itself. Okay. And what is like underneath Lake Norman. Basically, I mentioned there are buildings. <laughs> Sorry, somewhere. what's underneath it? Sorry, what's below the surface of the water? I mentioned that there are buildings. Oh, there. so like what's at the bottom of the lake? Not I don't mean underneath, like, underground. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm very tired, and you're tired, and we're all just tired. We're all trying our best. Can I keep going? Please, I'm not stopping you. So this is from WFAE 90.7, Charlotte's NPR news source. And this is FAQ City, What Lies Beneath Lake Norman. I don't know, I did my radio voice. Mooresville resident Lauren Sullivan has a boat she takes out on Lake Norman from time to time. She and her husband will cruise across the water, sometimes towing a wakeboard from behind. Like most people, she knew the lake was man-made, and that got her wondering. What might have been swallowed up by all the water, and what happened to the people who once called the area home? I know it wasn't just barren land. People lived here, she said, and when I wakeboard, I'm pretty much dancing in their sky. So I want to know what is below me when I'm out on the water. That's an amazing way to put that. Dancing in their sky is like shockingly lovely. Yeah. Kind of beautiful. I mentioned the size, but uh, there is still plenty at the bottom of the lake. There is old infrastructure. There are still automobiles, old homes, and cemeteries. That's truly wild. Yeah. A lot of the stones were moved. There is a marker at Center Church in Mooresville, North Carolina, that notes a section of the graveyard that was moved to the church's graveyard from an area that is now underneath the surface of the lake. But that makes me ask a question, and this is not related to Normie at all, but it does make me wonder if the lake could be haunted. Mm -hmm. uh, have you ever seen the movie Poltergeist? I have not, no. Okay, it doesn't hold up super well. Please don't get mad at me. I really liked it when I was a kid. Uh, it, and it's a lot of it is also centered around the very old school problematic uh, horror movie trope of they built this on an ancient native burial ground. Right, of course. But the like one of the big like scare moments of the movie is when they realize that it's their house is haunted because they moved when tearing down the burial ground, they moved the headstones, but not the bodies. Oh, fun. <laughs> what I'm saying is... Lake Norman. They moved the headstones. Did they move the bodies? Oof. So now it's haunted with a giant ghost fish. All I'm saying is a regular sized fish got possessed by hundreds of ghosts and, and grew to an enormous size. Is that how ghosts work? I've, I've never seen that. I don't know. You tell me. In the lore before. <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen a movie where the plot is hundreds of ghosts inside of a regular human body make it grow to an enormous size 
<laughs> slaps the top of a giant catfish. This bad boy can fit so many the ghosts. More, in the it. more ghosts you put in there, the bigger it stretches. <laughs> that sounds like a Jinji Ito comic. It really does, yeah. We packed Don't it full copyright. of ghosts until it began to swell. That's actually kind of the premise of, uh, not really, but like a little bit the premise of a Jinji Ito comic. Uh, I think that's called like My Ancestors or something. Instead, it doesn't like, the thing doesn't become like bigger in size all around. It's more like this like caterpillar-like chain. Anyway. Don't care for that. Oh, no, you shouldn't. It's no good. Um, I don't know why I decided. I, I didn't, it has nothing to do with Normie. I just really wanted to talk about the idea of a haunted lake. That is on top of a graveyard. And that I respect. <laughs> Thank you. There's also still cars down there. Can the normie drive? Does he have a car? Does he have a bus? Like a big bus? He is, goes in and he... Is there a car big enough to fit a fish that is swelled to the size of two dozen ghosts? I did say that's why I immediately amended to a bus or perhaps some sort of giant, like, van. <laughs> the size of the vehicle does not change the fact that I don't believe that normie has feet. <laughs> You don't need feet to drive an underwater bus. You just push it forward. That's, is that driving at that point? <laughs> Here's what I'm imagining. And this is so silly and has nothing to do with anything. I'm imagining the fish like as if it's inside of like a, of like a mech or like a, like a suit, like a mech suit. The fish just like piloting like a big bus and it's inside the bus and there's no windshield. So it's little eyes are where the windshield goes. It's little flippers stick out the windows and it just, and it just goes. I mean, I get all of that, but I still feel like you need limbs to pilot a mech. Like, what? He have fins. How's he push the buttons? <laughs> he doesn't need to push the buttons. Then <laughs> how does he work the mech? It's an empty bus being worn like a mech. He's using his swims to propel it forward. It's a suit That's of armor. That's not how physics work. <laughs> all of, wait, are you saying that most of him is sticking out of the bus? No, I'm saying a large portion is sticking out of the sides of the bus so he can do his swims. Where does his tail go? In the back of the bus. Then he's just pushing water around inside the bus. <laughs> okay, he opens the emergency forward. exit doors, Alex. <laughs> so then his tail is sticking out the back. Fine, yes. So most of him is out of the bus. Fine, yes. And he's not driving it, he's wearing it. <laughs> Okay, but he's wearing the bus. I don't drive my jacket to work. Because <laughs> you're a coward. Because <laughs> you're thinking inside the bun. You're not thinking outside oh the bun. God. Oh my god. I, I don't know. I got so attached to that mental image and I was so desperate for you to understand. But now I realize we've reached an impasse. I mean, I'm on board with... Fish wears giant bus as, like, in the way that an elementary schooler would wear a cardboard bus in a school play, if that's what we're talking about. But I don't think that counts as driving. That child does not have a license. Do you think the fish has a license? Well, I did when you told me he was operating a motor vehicle. <laughs> Oh, no. Um, side note, I was talking before about whether or not we can take uh, the normie episode of the show Boogeymen seriously. 
And um, it should be noted that in the episode, according to IMDb trivia, they incorrectly state in the opening voiceover that Charlotte is the capital of North Carolina. God bless. <laughs> Which it is not, by the way. Charlotte is the largest city in North Carolina. Raleigh is the capital of North Carolina. Hey, speak it into existence. Yeah, I'm not saying you have to know geography to know about giant fish. Oh, uh, side note, I'm going to hop over to some sightings in just a second. I, we went a little off track somewhere in there. But, somewhere. Um, no one could possibly know where. Uh, you're mean. I'm being bullied. It would be a fool's errand to try to determine where in that line of thought we lost our way. How we drove that bus off the rails. For buses aren't on rails. I'm so tired. Oh, now I remember. Buses aren't on rails. So really quick, I'm going to hop over to the whole just massive page they have of uh, sightings, of sightings of this big boy. Okay. But really quick, also, I wanted to ask you just because it I, I feel like we can't, I think we haven't talked about it before on the show. And I feel like I don't, I feel like remiss for bringing up giant catfish if we don't talk about it. Have you seen um, Swamp People? I have not. It's a reality show from like 2010 about like a family of people who live in a swamp and are like, and like fish for catfish in that way that you like go out into the muddy water of a river and, and of a swamp and just straight up stick your hand down and oh, hope a catfish. Yeah. It's about like a family that does that. They do noodling. In Louisiana. It's called noodling. Yeah, it's called noodling. So you know it better than I do. Never mind. <laughs> I never watched the show. I, I don't personally go in much for reality shows where the premise is let's gawk at rural people oh no absolutely i've i've seen exactly one episode because it was on at like my grandma's place in in like a long long time ago Mm -hmm. i just vividly remember the image of a man pulling his arm out of the water with just a catfish up to his elbow yeah there's a fish that's i have nothing but the utmost respect and reverence for people who can do that and not just like weep with fear (laughs) (laughs) the idea of doing that is so scary to me yeah, so you literally like you you just shove your arm in a catfish den, and you and let you it wait for one to try to eat your arm, uh-huh. and then you yank it out. <laughs> what I'm saying is maybe we should have someone who's like that devoid of fear, maybe someone who's that who can stare death in the face like that, um, and have them maybe look for Normie because otherwise I don't know if we're gonna make any more headway. Well, shoot, we're I'm- gonna need a bigger arm. Yeah, we're going to need a much bigger arm because, like, those catfish are, like, three feet long. So what if we Maybe get... Maybe four. So instead of... Hear me out. Mm-hmm. Instead of the fish driving the mech, we get someone to operate a mech to stick its giant arm down in the lake. <laughs> oh, my God. And we just mech noodle me up out of there. <laughs> we make a huge fighting mech that doesn't actually fight. Its sole purpose is to just shove its giant arm down in the lake. So it can noodle around for a big boy. Oh my god. Because I will say, by the way, too, I did some research. Because uh, Normie is described routinely as being about 10 feet in length. Mm-hmm. And uh, the biggest catfish on record is 10 and a half feet long. So. Oh, well, that. <laughs> so it's, this could so just... it's like it's just a catfish. Okay, but like. <laughs> But also, and like, not even like, and not even an, an, a catfish of an unheard of size. It's just a catfish. We also don't know for sure that Normie is a catfish. People just have drawn the, that conclusion specifically based on its description of having like little whiskery bits. Yeah, like catfish tend to have, and it being a length and 
in a location that catfish both can be and are. It's true. I will say, though, that that was like a big enough size outlier for that fish to be in the Guinness Book of World Records. So it's not like this is like routinely how big catfish get. I just meant that it can, catfish can get to that size. Right. So even if it is a catfish, it's a remarkable catfish. I'm just like, and, and not to be a skeptic, obviously Normie is real. Obviously, I believe in Normie, but I'm just saying that like, it takes some of the wind out of my sails when you say, ah, here's a mysterious spooky thing. And I'm like, go on. And then you're like, it's actually quite plausible. I'm sorry. Do you not like it when it's possible for the thing to be real? Addison, let's get one thing straight. It's always possible for the thing to be real. Oh my God, you're so right. I'm sorry. <laughs> also, if it helps, if it's, it's also entirely possible this thing is not a catfish at all and is some other massive creature uh, it's entirely possible it is some kind of alligator gar. It's entirely possible, which which would be at the very least an animal in a place that it doesn't normally go. Because alligator gars, there are gar in that lake, but one of that size would be very strange for the location. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gar that are native to North Carolina are much are like around cap out at like four feet. So a ten foot long one would be pretty wild. I mean, I, I, I personally feel like it's pretty wild no matter where it is. I don't much care for the idea of a 10-foot fish. I'm very afraid of catfish, to be honest, and I don't know why, because like, as far as I can tell from what I have seen of the noodling and how the people are able to remove the fish from their arm without losing said arm, like they seem to be not that dangerous, but I'm very afraid of them. And I think it's their like vacant faces. They're very intimidating. It's the blank stare and the big gaping mouth that just sort of like... This gaping maw and then eyes that show no remorse. That just sort of lulls open. That show no understanding of the permanence of death. And when those things are thrashing around, like, it it is terrifying. (laughs) Ooh, they're scary. Yeah, no, I think we have to um, build a mech suit to stick its arm into into Lake Norman. And it's like, I don't love the whiskers, right? It's like, is that... That's like your your flesh like right i hate that i don't i don't like the whiskers at all no don't care for them it's like what's going on with your whole sort of face situation catfish you're not a cat at all you're barely a fish (laughs) that's the thing is it's like calling a grapefruit grapefruit when it bears no resemblance to a grape I, i i am very much upset by catfish being linked in any way to my favorite animal I don't want that. Yeah. They don't well, deserve dog to... dogfish aren't much better. No, they're really not. Dogfish at least, like, are littler, aren't they? Aren't they kind of small? God, I hope so. Pretty sure they're fairly small. But, like, yeah, catfish, I feel like they're trying to skate by on the goodwill that cats have built up in the public eye. And even then, it's taken a long time for cats to get as far as they have. <laughs> 2019 did them a lot of favors. Really did. The invention of the internet as a whole did them a lot of favors. Well, it did, yes. Cats have done a lot better since the internet, but I feel like catfish are really trying to capitalize on that and they haven't done any of the work. They're not making cute videos. Like, when have you ever seen a catfish play with a ball Dear of yarn? God, can you imagine an alternate timeline where oh instead of cheeseburger cats, we got cheeseburger catfish? Just the <laughs> one. Just this wild, vacant-eyed fish with a huge, gaping mouth just going, I can has cheeseburger. I can has your entire arm. <laughs> Awful. Side note, I also haven't made a single catfish joke, like, a la catfishing on the internet, and that's pretty wild. I don't know how we got to this point. We could say that maybe Normie is an alligator guard that's catfishing as a catfish, but hey. that's, that's it. I felt like I had, I felt like 
that felt forced. It was out of obligation. You know what I mean? It was out of just yeah, like... Yeah, it was like a joke that we contractually had to make and not one that the spirit really moved us to make. I could see ahead in my Twitter mentions and ha- see how many people would be like, you didn't even mention catfish even once and now i did so now you can't type that to me or the internet uh the internet patrol is going to come to your home and they're going to give you a sternly worded letter telling you to stop (laughs) thank you uh you want some sightings i would love that cool very good good because uh i've got a pretty recent one actually um the sightings are ordered in most to least recent so actually this whole front page is like pretty recent sightings i'm going to stick to those even though there have been sightings since the 60s just because i like to keep things fresh keep things relevant you know Mm -hmm. the most recent sighting on the website was on the 13th of february of this year oh wow so so very recent no yeah this is like literally less than a month ago so this one says I took the dog for my daily walk about 5 p.m., and we always go down to the dock and look at the lake. From afar, my dog and I noticed two trails like a duck swimming, but there was little above water. The two were fairly far apart, but heading out towards the lake. You could see the water churning underneath, but only a little something above the water. The second one turned toward the shore across from us and seemed to stop. It was not a snake. I believe it may be an alligator or two. It makes too long of a wake to be a turtle, and the head was not out of the water like a turtle. This was not the first time I have seen them there. (laughs) Oh. Yes? Not the first time I had seen them there. This one's great because it comes with a picture, a very blurry picture, this next one, the second one, which is also from this year. This one's from uh, January 25th of 2020. This one was reported by Alex. Alex, did you report this? No, certainly not. Are you sh- you- I am not a narc. You didn't take a picture of Lake Norman? A very blurry picture of Lake Norman? <laughs> okay. No, give me a little bit of credit. That's I fair. know how to use my angles. That's true. You're very good at taking pictures. You've taken some of my favorite pictures of me. Thank you. I was with my friend taking some star photos at the end of the dock. It was around 10.15 in the middle of our photo session. So to be fair, they were taking these at night. So it does. that's part of why it looks kind of not as clear. But when my friend alerted me to something moving across the water behind me, We saw something swimming over the surface of the water, trailing behind a giant ripple. We started freaking out and shined a phone light at it, and the creature submerged under the water. It created a very loud crashing sound, so at this point I'm scrambling to point my camera at it. The creature re-emerged further away towards the middle of the lake, so I took my picture. The camera took a while to collect the light for the image because it was so dark out, but in the end we managed to get a small image of something poking out of the water. It looked small in the photo, but whatever it was, it left giant ripples and was capable of crashing the water. The only thing I could think it could be is a large alligator or something of that size or bigger. Yeah. Nice. Here's one from November 8th, 2019. This one is an anonymous sighting. So I had been telling this story for a while of a fall day. Me and my friend who also lived in Crown Harbor were on her dock. We went every single day and sat out there or swam if it was warm, but we were always out there. Lots of run-on sentences in these sightings. I'm just trying to break them up so I don't run out of breath. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, on this day, it was pretty foggy and chilly. Well, we look over and we both see this super big creature making a hump in the water. It was dark black and like huge, not a snake. It was crazy. Me and her looked at each other and freaked out. We've never seen anything like it. We were terrified. I lived over there for a while and fished all the time. Another time, me and my friend were down at a dock and it was nighttime and something huge jumped out at us, towards us, like it was trying to eat us. We took off running. I'm so scared to know what's under there, but so curious. I just now am posting this because I got curious about the history of Lake Norman and came across this page and was spooked how many people have the same story and description of this creature. One second, I'll go to the next one here. 
This one's, I love this one. This one is really not very detailed, but it makes me laugh out loud. I'm sorry. I just have to read it. Mm-hmm. It's for, I like the simplicity. Okay. We were about to go dipping in the water. So when I jumped in and got wet, I felt like a big fin and it hurt. My foot did not get hurt or anything. I went under because my eyes were still above water and I wanted to look in. When I did, I saw something that I ain't never seen. Guess it could be Normie. And that's the end of the sighting. Guess it could be Normie. I saw something that I ain't never seen. Guess it could be. No description. I love that. I liked it very much. I like I appreciate the simplicity so much. You know, I, I don't think you should waste time on detail if, if you, you don't, don't need, need it. it. Yeah, you're right. We definitely don't need if it. If the core of your story is strong enough, it stands on its own. Oh, yeah. There was someone in 2015 who was reeling in a bass, and then when they went to pull it on the boat, they felt something grab onto the line and eat the fish off of it. Oh. All right. <clears throat> I was on my paddleboard when the water made a ripple. It was winter, so no one was out on the lake but me. I looked closer into the murky water and saw a faint image of a big, unusual fish. Could it be Normie? Yes. What other fish do you know that rocks a paddleboard on a windy day? I do. It's Normie. (laughs) Okay. Well, that (laughs) solves that. It's so confident. Um, I'm going to go to some older entries now real quick and wrap us up with just a couple more before we take it all home. I love these. I love the like really, I love the really like, I can hear the folksiness of like the writer, like the the ones that I'm certain are real are the ones that just sound like a person like sat down immediately mm-hmm. freaked out by this fish and we're like, gotta get this down. I'm just going to read this. The dang fish looked dang 200 pounds. He came up out of the water and showed me his teeth. He was jumping around near my boat and pulled some chicken livers and threw it on the line. All of a sudden, that big boy hunked onto my line and pulled like I'll get out. (laughs) By Joe, it was Normie. I was reeling him in and trying to throw in a quick pinch of wintergreen at the same time. When I was holding it with one arm, he pulled as hard as a four-wheeler stuck in the mud. Normie snapped my pole and left me wondering for the rest of my life. Do you like that one? I can't tell if I love it a lot or if I feel like it's someone crafting a character and not doing particularly well. I want it to be real. Okay, it's it's real. The dang fish looked dang 200 pounds. Oh, here's the thing. I, I fully believe in Normie. I fully believe in, in the creature. I'm not entirely sure I believe in, in the people who think that you have to invent a rural sona in order to make a compelling <laughs> oh, no. argument. That's fair. I uh, I do want to believe, though. I want to believe in this man. I'm trying to pick what I think a good couple last ones would be. Let me see. Oh, this one's cute. This one's from Jan. Okay, Jan, take me away. After reading about the Lake Norman monster in a new book, Monsters of North Carolina, I convinced my husband that we needed to head out to look for this amazing creature, which the writer claims has been there longer than the lake. Which is, by the way, a wild claim because the lake was man-made, so what was it doing beforehand? Because the lake is man-made. That's fine. Um, Vacationing. Vacationing. We brought our kayaks and camped for three days at the park. We never saw what we would say 100% certain was a monster, but we did see the shadow of something really big pass under our boat while paddling about 100 yards off the shore of the campground. We are stoked, and we'll return to see if we can catch a glimpse of the animal. They're just having a nice time. I love that. They had a nice, like, couple camping date to look for this lake monster. I just, it's so sweet. Aww. And she's like, we're stoked. Now, this one sound is a lot smaller, but it's still fun because it's like the behavior I talked about initially in the Cryptids Wiki one. 
So this one's, uh, it was a normal Sunday morning. I was doing a lot of work on the lake like I always do. Suddenly I felt a large bump on my kayak. This large bump caused me to panic and flip over. While in the water, I saw about a four foot fish. I do not know what it was, but I am scared for my life now. Never going in Lake Norman again. There is also a comment. See, now that's a believable story. There's also a comment underneath this one from us. There are cyber bullies on this, this website. I'm sorry to tell you. Because there's a comment underneath this story that says, do you mean a 14-foot fish? If not, you are totally a weenus for being scared of a four-foot fish. Oh my gosh. I haven't seen someone get called a weenus in a very long time. Yeah, that's, uh, that's wild. I think I'll close with this one. This is an anonymous one from 2012. So this is two things. One, a story, and one, a sighting. So... The story was from my best friend's father, who worked for the power plant near the lake. They had contractors that would check the underwater components near the dams and plant. Multiple times, the divers would refuse to work in the waters due to sightings of large fish. This is from around 10 years ago. So that's some fun confirmation of the power plant affiliations. Now, here's their sighting. My sighting, Mm -hmm. which again, I had no idea there were people who had seen this thing, happened years ago. Maybe four years or so. Some friends and I had gone to swim under a bridge that crosses Highway 70 between Claremont and Catawba. It has since been blocked to the public. One of my friends and I walked down the hill and to the left of the river where a decent little beach was and a little cove. The water was deep enough to wade into, then drops to around 10 feet. I guess we startled the creature because suddenly the water kind of erupted, like one big long creature in the cove began splashing and then went to the deep water. It was such a racket that you would think 10 to 15 small fish all jumped and swam off at once. It almost reminded me of a snake, like it was all one creature that moved at the same time. I'm trying to describe it. Imagine a snake in water and it got startled. Multiple ripples in an area caused by the body parts leaving the area. The creature must have been large, 10 to 20 feet given the size of the cove. Needless to say, never went back to swim. (laughs) Needless to say. Never went back to swim. All right, so uh, that's Normie. Is it a catfish? Is it a gar? Is it an eel? Is it a ghost? Is it a school bus? Is it an experience? Is it a mech pilot? (laughs) (laughs) Is it a buddy? Is it a friend or a foe? (laughs) Um, No one can really say for sure. All I know is that uh, I I, I hope he's doing okay and maybe hope that uh, he doesn't attack any divers. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Survival tips? Normal water safety, I would say. Uh, Yeah. Don't try noodling unless you're an expert. Please, especially not with a 10-foot long creature. This is the black diamond of noodling. This is the hard mode. (laughs) He's too difficult. Unless you have a 10-foot long arm, don't you dare risk it. I would even err on the side of, you know, a 12, 13-foot arm. Give yourself a little bit of space from the torso. Mr. Fantastic, this is a job for you. (laughs) Get it? Because he can stretch his arm real long. Yeah, no, I got it. So silly. I'm... It's, it wasn't worth laughing at. It's okay. It's fair. I res- <laughs> It's fair. Uh, it's less that the joke wasn't funny, and it's more that I've been up since 5.30 a.m. No, we should let you go to bed. We're going to wrap up. Uh, as always, you can find us on Twitter at CryptKeepPod, C-R-Y-P-T-K-E-E-P-P-O-D. You can find us on Facebook under The Cryptid Keeper or hang out in our Facebook group, The Cryptid Keeper Appreciation Group. We recently had a massive influx of member requests from a Facebook group about, like, ecology memes. And I don't know if we got posted in there or what, but if someone wants to let me know, because it was, like, not a bother. Everyone's been nice that's come in so far. It's just, like, 
I noticed that all the people requesting it once were in this same ecology group. So just like, if anyone wants to let me know what that's about. Um, I love that for us. Yeah. Anyway, um, you can also email us at cryptkeeppod at gmail.com. C-R-Y-P-T-K-E-E-P-P-O-D at gmail.com. And you can find us on our Patreon if you want to help contribute to our Year of the Moth fundraising efforts at the moment. More explanation to be found there and on our social medias. Uh, And our Patreon is under The Cryptid Keeper. So... If that's uh, everything, then as always, we hope we can keep you around and stay safe out there. Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.